Help your four-year-old find joy in learning. Waterford Upstart is a proven effective pre-K learning program that includes fun songs, games, and activities that prepare your child for success in school. We provide all the tools you need to help your child learn to read, including a coach, a computer, and internet access. And because it's already paid for, it's free for you. Enroll today at waterfordupstart.org. You already know the fun of King's Island. Blue ice cream for lunch, catching your breath between screams on the beast. But this summer at King's Island, this is 50. Don't miss their 50th anniversary celebration all summer long with new shows, new food, and new fun. It's King's Island's biggest summer yet. And now through August 14th, King's Island is turning up the excitement with a daily 50 years of fun street party. It features dancers, music, and more commemorating the last 50 years. Make plans today at visitkingsisland.com. Hello there, welcome to another episode of This Week in History with me, your host, Dan the Viking. Now, I thought I'd take a leaf out of the very famous saga film of Star Wars and we'll go right back to the beginning after doing the final episode first. So, last week, as I'm sure many of you remember, we covered one of the most famous assassins in the world and that is Lee Harvey Oswald. If you haven't listened to that one, go back and have a listen. It's, a, it's a, one of my favourite episodes, to be perfectly honest. This week, I've done a bit of research. Now, obviously, being British, we were well aware of JFK. And I would say majority of British people are aware of the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. What we're not aware of is America have this history of shooting their presidents. Um, in fact, this has happened on six different occasions and four times it's been successful. The two presidents who survived an assassination attempt are Teddy Roosevelt in 1912 and Ronald Reagan in 1981. So there is this distinct history of Americans shooting the ones who are in charge. Now, being British, this is not something we are used to. Um, it's not something that, that comes very easily for us to, to understand. Um, and it's not something that I personally have any real knowledge about. You know, I'm not aware of the fact that um, the, the gun violence and things like this is not something that we're, we're privy to in this country. Um, it has happened in the past. And obviously we, we got rid. So... It's. Um, I know it's a sensitive subject for many Americans. I know it is probably that and the abortion argument that seems to dominate American politics. And, and the problem I find uh, with any politics like this is when they find a specific subject to dominate on like that, um, they ignore all the other policies entirely. And that's where people get completely bogged down. Um, and lose complete sight of everything. But going off on a tangent there, we're going to go back to 
the first ever assassination of an American president. Um, and like I said, many of you are aware, well aware of this, and this was Abraham Lincoln. So I do apologize for not doing this one first, obviously. Um, but I didn't realize that I was going to be doing a four-part series on presidents killed in America. Because I didn't realize there was four. So this is uh, on my, my bad, but obviously we're going back to the beginning. So the assassination, or the assassin, should I say, is probably one of the most famous men in history. And his name was John Wilkes Booth. Now, at the end of this, I will do a comparison. There are a lot of... I know in the last episode we did a few conspiracy theories. There are a few things in this story that people have linked to the JFK shooting, which was in the following century. So, we'll start right from the beginning, and at the end we'll look at the comparisons between the two and what people have actually found between the two. But on May the 10th, 1838, John Wilkes Booth, the ninth child out of ten, was born in Maryland. Now, this is really important that he was born in Maryland because Maryland, during the Civil War, for those of you who don't know, go back to the Gettysburg episode, I believe, where we covered a little bit of the American Civil War. Maryland was what we call a border state, okay? So it was one of five states that were designated to keep certain southern laws whilst being almost neutral okay they were they were very strange so a lot of the border states the they were classed as northern states um but they didn't have to abide by the rules that the the rest of the northern states had so uh, states like illinois ohio pennsylvania new york etc um when they outlawed slavery, um, these five states, which were Missouri, Kentucky, uh, West Virginia, Delaware, and Maryland, they didn't have to follow suit, but they were still part of the Union. So they were very important states. And if you lived in one of these states, it was extremely difficult for you because your family would be completely divided. And many, many times you had confederate maryland had a confederate division they also had a union division same as many of the other border states they had both um both sides in 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 the in the same state and this obviously can cause conflict between family members and and did in many cases and actually did in the booth family too so john wilkes booth his father was junius brutus booth and his mother was Marianne Holmes. His father was a famous actor at the time, and he also had an older sister called Asia and an older brother called Edwin. Okay, so he was, there was a lot of uh, kids in the family, um, but they were the two that were older than him. He had a pretty decent education growing up. He was uh, he went to school on the 1st of August 1849 and John Wilkes Booth attended a school at Milton Boarding School, okay? This is where he first got into drama. He gave one of his first ever dramatic performances there and he attended the school for 3 years, but when he was 14 years old, um he attended St Timothy's Hall, which was a different um a different style of school. It was more like a military academy. Um, and this is where he learned the discipline that he needed to 
further his life and a lot of people will um testament to that sort of things like military school um and and cadet forces and things like that that's where people learn a lot of discipline that grows them for for later in life he actually um became an artillery cadet which uh suggests quite a a, a very i would say very strong a sense of moral compass um, which obviously he lost later in life um, but on the 1st of August 1855 John Wilkes Booth's father and older brother who were extremely successful at this point um, he made his first ever debut so he became it well not became a household name at this point but obviously his father and brother were quite famous actors and on the 1st of August he made his first ever debut in Baltimore um, and he became well known after this he wasn't a household name but he definitely became well known Um, he was loud and exciting he was someone who was very different and new at the time Um, Booth was 25 and he played the lead in nine different Shakespeare plays now that is extremely impressive for someone uh, for anyone Uh, Shakespearean plays um, I've seen very very few i must admit uh, i think i've seen maybe three and one of them was at the globe theater in london which was shakespeare's original um theater now i will do an episode on william shakespeare because again you know me i love a good conspiracy there are many conspiracies about william shakespeare and was he actually a real person but we're going off on a tangent again so john wilkes booth he is becoming a very successful actor um He's becoming more of a more um, household name the longer his career goes on. Um, but in 1859, um, he took a break from his career. All right. Now, his break only lasted uh, around 12 months, and he was back to acting in 1860. Now, in 1860, the tensions between the North and South of America were heating up. It was looking as if it was going to go to war. And there was some serious, serious things on the horizon. John Wilkes Booth became as famous in the southern states of America as his brother was in the north. And again, this is like I said, this is very, very important. When you think about the uh, the, the controversy and, and the arguments and things like that between the two brothers, um, one is quite clearly cemented in the north um, and the other one is finding fame in the south and leans more towards the confederacy actually in october 1859 john wilkes booth joined the richmond greys so he joined a confederate militia group okay he joined this group shortly after john brown's attack on harper's ferry again this is quite a famous attack in u.s history um and he witnessed john brown's hanging as well okay so he grew up very solid to the southern cause um and this is not something that his family was was behind so this is this is the problem with with this he was sort of the black sheep of the family but yet he was as famous as the rest of them so when you're talking about a famous family, much like you would today, um, so for example, just try and think of a, a family where there's controversy like that. I mean, you could probably go with the royal family and and Harry and Meghan, okay, in the sense that 
um, they are extremely famous and there are many people that fall on either side. You know, if you're British, you don't like the Harry and Meghan thing, but if you're American, Americans seem to like Harry and Meghan. So it's, um, it's one of those things. It, it is that, that divide that the family had, but it was right down the middle. Um, and I think had the civil war not been going on, um, it could have spilled over into something, um, something of nothing almost you know i think the family probably would have got on with it and and there wouldn't have been this conflict and argument but unfortunately with war looming around the corner the tensions in the family just grew stronger now in also in uh, 1859 he joined the knights of the golden circle okay now this was a secret society um, whose main purpose was to promote the expansion of slavery and secession in other words, it was an extremely racist group. And I would say, I mean, I'm not 100% on it. I don't know a huge amount about it. But I have looked at some of the posters from the Golden Circle. I would say it was almost the forefront to the KKK. Um, it was the the group that really believed in the segregation. It really believed that um, blacks were, were lower than whites. Um, it really believed that there was this hierarchy of, of class in America. Um, and they really believed that the South was, you know, it should be its own state. It should be the Confederate States of America. They shouldn't be part of the United States um, because they had different ideas and different ideologies. Now, um, obviously, it was, this is what led to the war. You know, this, this, this feeling of uh, we are, uh, we need to be separate from you is what caused the, the American Civil War. And the group was very, very much against the North um, after the war was over. So this wasn't a group that disbanded at the end of the war. They carried on um, after the Civil War. Um, and they even planned to restart the Civil War. Now, there is obviously no confirmed date of when this uh, happened, but I think it's pretty conclusive that they wanted to to restart the Civil War. And I, I think that is a feeling that a lot of Americans weirdly still have. Um, you know, I still hear a lot of Americans, um, not not my fans, but, um, you know, on, on videos and things like that, you know, they, they still have the, the South will rise again. A lot of them still fly the stars and bars. A lot of them still... Um, have this affiliation to the confederacy um, that they believe um, 100% so the segregation of north and south in America hasn't completely dissolved and it is still there um, I do believe that the racism has diminished quite drastically um, you know from the the 1800s which let's be honest it bloody well should have done um, but unfortunately um, very much like in the UK there is still that underlying tone of of racism there um, and it, it does come from a specific uh, type of group and unfortunately if you believe in the confederate um, ideals which you know wanting to be a separate own entity um you are sort of tarred with that brush of a racist and I, I do believe that there are a lot of people who believe in the confederacy and believe that the south should again or carry on seceding um are not in that uh that racist category um but obviously 
we will again we will never know um and hopefully um as much as we don't want Scotland to leave the UK um I'm assuming majority of Americans don't want the Confederacy or the southern states um to secede from the Union either so there is a lot of controversy in both countries um I completely going off on a tangent on this one but um the civil war and things that really really interest me in fact i have had a message from one of my listeners um about the american civil war and it's fantastic what a great message and it is something that i am looking at doing and that is to obviously we've covered gettysburg that is to go through every major battle in the u.s civil war and cover them one by one the same way we covered gettysburg um, and cover some of the generals uh, from it so that would be really interesting and thank you for sending that request in so completely off on a tangent we'll go back to john wilkes booth because that's why you're here so again in 1959 this was in november uh, sorry 1859 i'm lying to you john wilkes booth got involved in the confederate secret service he met up with other agents in canada massachusetts and maryland and helped to gather information for the Confederates. Okay, again, remember this is two years or a year and a half before the war actually starts. So they know this war's coming. That America was was on a, a what we call a seesaw. I think you guys call it a teeter tot. I'm sure teeter tot. I've heard, but a seesaw. It was on a knife edge. America was destined for war, um, and he used his ability as a as a famous man to to gain information on the 1st of may 1861 john wilkes booth openly spoke out against the union um he spoke out against the union from the very start of the war um however as requested by his mother booth did not fight in the war he regularly appeared in northern cities speaking out about the union policies and president lincoln these audience were more than often hostile and aggressive towards him, and he was arrested for speaking out against the government. So he made it his duty as a proud Southern Confederate who was not fighting in the war to go into enemy territory and tell everyone that they were wrong. So I can kind of understand where the aggression comes from. Now, Obviously, we know what happens in the American Civil War, and we are aware of the fact that clearly this man didn't fight, so he survived the Civil War. Now, he had a lot of influence in America. It's it's almost weird to think that an assassin, a famous man who was famous for one of the most probably I've said famous so many times ever, one of the most famous killings or famous assassinations ever in you in i was gonna say u.s history but i would say in world history um was actually a very famous very popular man and in 1864 john wilkes booth decided that he was going to do something dramatic to help the rebel cause during the war because obviously he couldn't fight he organized a group of conspirators who were planning to abduct the president Booth believed, this is Lincoln by the way, not Jackson, Booth believed this action would help the Confederates negotiate the return of prisoners of war, which I suppose makes sense. You know, you capture their leader, you want your prisoners back, 
probably a good thing. At best, he hoped it would end the war, um, but at worst, they've got a massive uh, tool if they take take control of the president. And it would probably diminish quite a lot of morale in the North if they know that their commander-in-chief has been captured. Um, but he made several attempts to to actually kidnap the, the president, but was unsuccessful each time due to bad luck or bad timing. Um, soon, most of his conspirators had left him, and they gave up on this plan. Obviously, when it's not working, it's not working. And there were stories where, you know, he would... There was a motorcade that was coming down. He knew President Lincoln was going to be there. He knew the time. He knew everything. When he turned out, they changed the parade route. And where he was waiting, the car never showed. So he was well aware um, of of the movements of President Lincoln, but he uh, he was never able to to fulfill his his duty. Now, realistically, having looked back on it, it was probably probably would have been better had he have captured Lincoln, because he may not have uh, ended up killing him then. Um, but on April the 14th, 1865, the shot that changed the world. Okay, so on April the 14th, 1865, Abraham Lincoln and his wife attended a play at Ford's Theatre. That same evening, around 10 o'clock, Booth entered the theatre, where he went directly to the box where Lincoln was sitting. When he got to the box, he was expecting to see Abraham Lincoln and Ulysses S. Grant and his wife. He believed that Grant, the commander of the U.S. Army, was going to be sat next to him. Now, Grant had actually turned down the invitation, and it is something that Grant said has haunted him for, or did haunt him for the rest of his life, that he was not there to save the president. Now... I think realistically, he probably would have died as well had he have been in that box um, because it's not something they were used to. Now, it seems very strange to think that a man can get this close to the president with a pistol. He's opened the box, he's walked in, he's pulled out his derringer, held it behind the president's left ear and pulled the trigger. How did he get so close? Well, in 1865, the presidential... Um, security, could think of the word then, the presidential security consisted of one police officer who had gone to the toilet. Um, And that was it. There was not the security detail that presidents were used to. This was, you know, what we're used to seeing now with uh, the bulletproof glass and, you know, presidents being surrounded by security constantly. This was not the case. He was sat there on his own, or not on his own, but he was sat there without his security in a box, in the presidential box in Ford's Theatre. Now, what is interesting about this is Booth waited for a particular line in the play because he knew the play, because he was an actor. He waited for a particular line in the play in which the audience are known to gasp and make noise um, and so he could then open the door and enter without people hearing him he then jumped after he pulled the trigger he then jumped down from the presidential box yelling sic semper tyrannis or ever thus to tyrants which is latin um when he jumped down he uh, he actually broke his leg okay now 
believe it or not, he survived, obviously he survived the fall, but he managed to leave the theatre. There were people trying to stop him as well. You know, these guys had just witnessed him shoot the president, but that hopped up on adrenaline. He managed to escape everybody and leave without any trace of anything. You know, you almost wouldn't know that he'd broken his leg. President Lincoln died the following morning. And obviously, shock rung out around America. The shock that the president had died, the shock that the man who'd killed him was a famous actor. And I think also the shock that not only had the man who'd killed him, you know, been been such a famous a famous person, but the fact that he'd done it so blatantly and at a point where America really needed their president. America had just come out of an extremely bloody civil war and the country had not healed you know it hadn't healed that the fact that the war had finished that that wasn't the end of it you know there was a lot of people in the south that were still bitter and there were a lot of people in the north who were bitter against the south you know that a lot america was extremely extremely divided it was a horrible situation and they looked to their commander-in-chief as the man who is going to sort out the mess that's been left after the Civil War, and it was taken away from them. You know, that that ability to heal that Lincoln could have brought to the table um, just disappeared. You know, it was, it was completely taken. Now, obviously, there was a reward offered for John Wilkes Booth. In fact... They offered $100,000. Now, that is some serious money. It's the equivalent to around three and a half, nearly $4 million today, which is a quite a substantial reward just to uh, hand over John Wilkes Booth. Now, as he ran from Ford's Theatre, he met up with his co-conspirators, um, David Herald, and the two stopped to get booth's broken leg fixed now they they went to a doctor called samuel mudd um and he helped not fix it obviously you can't fix a broken leg over overnight but he helped strap him up and make sure that he was okay um samuel booth was then arrested for his part in this um sorry samuel booth samuel mudd was arrested for his part in this and booth and Harold fled maryland into virginia they got shelter from a man named Samuel Cox, who again was arrested at a later date. Um, and he was they were there for six days before moving to the farm of Richard H. Garrett. They sheltered there for another six days. Now, Richard Garrett was not aware of the murder at this time. And this is because news does not travel that fast. And it did take roughly two weeks for the news of President Lincoln being assassinated to get through the southern states of America. And on April the 27th, 1865, John Wilkes Booth was discovered in this farm, and he was discovered by Union soldiers. John Wilkes Booth had been hiding for 12 days with his co-conspirator, David Herald, 
and they were at, like I said, they were at the farm when the Union cavalry found them. Harold surrendered, but Booth refused to be taken alive. The soldiers tried to smoke him out of the barn by setting it on fire, and when Booth tried to make a desperate escape, he was shot. He died the next day in April. Uh, he died the next day, April the twenty seventh, eighteen sixty five, a little after the dawn. Now, this story is quite interesting because, like I said, there are similarities between these two stories between the John Wilkes Booth and the Lee Harvey Oswald. And what interests me the most is the fact that this assassination, it started a chain reaction in America, a chain reaction of real gun violence. Um, You know, the amount of assassinations there have been in America, the amount of assassination attempts there have been in America. And I'm not just talking about presidents here. You know, we can even look at things like Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. These are men who were assassinated um, for political standpoints. So it started off a chain reaction in America of, if we don't like what you're saying, then you've got to be prepared to take a bullet. And this was started by that shot at Ford's Theatre, in 1865 and had it not have been for that shot i believe america could be a very very different country right now potentially a better country than what it is right now and coming from someone who absolutely loves the united states and and i really do you know i I absolutely love the country and there is a part of me that wishes i was born there rather than born here and i am a quite a patriot for england so it's um it's quite strange to say things like that but i genuinely believe that had this not have happened this culture of well we don't like you so we're going to shoot you um potentially wouldn't have started because it only takes one person and the domino effect carries on and you know had had he have kidnapped him in the previous year this might not have happened had it have happened during the war as well the president being shot during the war again would not have been um out of the realms of possibility and probably wouldn't have had the same effect but the assassination happening after the war when america is in a a point where it needs to heal this is where i believe the effect or the aftermath carried on so i'll go through the little bit of the conspiracies because like i said i do quite enjoy things like this and these are the conspiracies between abraham lincoln and jfk and their assassinators now it says both men were elected to congress in 46 lincoln in 1846 and kennedy in 1946 both men were elected to presidency in 60 lincoln in 1860 kennedy in 1960 both men concerned civil rights to be a high priority lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation, and Kennedy proposed what became the Civil Rights Act. Both men married in their 30s to women in their 20s. Both men lost a son while living in the White House. Both men had four children, and both lost two children before their teens. 
The doctors for Lincoln and Kennedy had the same name, Charles Taft. Lincoln's private secretary was called John, and Kennedy's private secretary was called Lincoln. Both men were shot on a Friday. Both men were shot in the head. Both men were shot in the presence of their wives. Lincoln was sitting in box number seven of Ford's theatre when he was killed. Kennedy was riding in car number seven of the motorcade in a Lincoln car made by the Ford company. The officer who detained John Wilkes Booth was called Lafayette Baker. The man who detained Lee Harvey Oswald was called Marion Baker. Both their presidential successors were named Johnson, Andrew Johnson and Lyndon B. Johnson. Both men were seceded by Southerners. Both successors were born in 08, Andrew Johnson in 1808, Lyndon Johnson in 1908. Both assassins were named by all three names, or known by all three names, John Wilkes Booth and Lee Harvey Oswald. Both assassins' names have 15 letters. Booth ran from the theatre and was caught in a warehouse. Oswald ran from a warehouse and was caught in a theatre. Both assassins were both assassinated before their trial. John Wilkes Booth and Lee Harvey Oswald were both originally thought to be lone gunmen, but it was later disputed that they were part of a wider conspiracy so there are a few quite a few similarities between the two killings and it does make you wonder what actually happened has this been planned has there been other similarities just a coincidence or is there a little bit more to the story now as a historian we have to deal with facts and factually these are just conspiracies, and these are just coincidences. But what do you think? Do you think there are there is more to this story than meets the eye? And are you going to join me next week for this second president? Third episode, because we're going backwards here. Third episode, but the second president who was to be assassinated. And if you don't know the name, you'll have to join the Facebook group. Get over to it, Facebook type in this week in history podcast it comes up join the group it's really really simple i'll accept you into the group and you can play the game have a look at the picture that we upload and let me know do you know this man's name remember we do have patreon as well um that is available for everybody at the low price of five dollars per month i do uh, plug it quite a bit because it is worth the money i think you do get all of these episodes advert free and you also get the added content that we goes that goes on there. I will be going into the American Civil War. And what I'm thinking of doing, guys, is doing the American Civil War battles on this feed. And the generals and the extra content going onto Patreon. So there will be quite a lot going on there in the next few months. So keep an eye out. And it is definitely worth just $5 a month. So without further ado, thank you for listening, guys. And remember, we all have history. Make yours great. Bye-bye. Why should you visit Kings Island? Do it because less time planning means more time for this. Do it to take a one-day family vacation. 
Do it to catch a serious case of the giggles together. And of course, do it to eat a funnel cake the size of your face. Because here at King's Island, doing something just for the fun of it is all the reason you need. Right now, everyone pays kids' price. King's Island tickets just $45 online. In the heat of the moment, you're not just keeping it calm, you're keeping it cool too. With an ice cold cold brew, and not just any cold brew, but one that's slow steeped and mixed with brown sugar and molasses flavor. With a cold foam infused with brown sugar coolness and a cinnamon sugar sprinkle on top. That's keeping it calm, cool, and cold brewed. With Dunkin's new brown sugar cream cold brew, America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. When you need milk for Zoe and a cold brew for yourself, Kroger Delivery will get you just what you need in as little as 30 minutes. Open the Kroger app and start your cart. Whatever the cart. Whenever, wherever. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Delivery time's not guaranteed. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. When you're a Boost member, you get free delivery, double fuel points, and lots more. Sign up at Kroger.com slash boost. In the heat of the moment, you're not just keeping it calm, you're keeping it cool too. With an ice cold cold brew, and not just any cold brew, but one that's slow steeped and mixed with brown sugar and molasses flavor. With a cold foam infused with brown sugar coolness and a cinnamon sugar sprinkle on top. That's keeping it calm, cool, and cold brewed. With Dunkin's new brown sugar cream cold brew, America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. At Kroger, we work with local farms right in our own backyard to bring you food that's fresher than fresh. From homegrown watermelon that makes your mouth water to crisp corn picked right around the corner. Come pick out some yourself. Because shopping for local produce should be as easy as shopping at your local Kroger. Kroger, fresh for everyone. When you're a Boost member, you get free delivery, double fuel points, and lots more. Sign up at Kroger.com slash boost.